Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I don't know. I just thought that I should apologize. What are you, Canadian or something? <laughs> what do you think about that, though? Apologizing just for the sake of apologizing. There's lots of people who do it. Name somebody who does it. Canadians. Okay. That's kind of a black, that's like a big old broad brush statement, Canadian. It's a super big stereotype. All you Canadians out there, everybody knows that everyone thinks Canadians apologize too much for no good reason. But do they? About everything. But do they? Come on now. The police officers apologize to you because your car window got broken. Okay. But like the regular people that you interact with, I mean, I haven't seen any of them apologize for anything. It's a thing. All right. I just have to believe you if you say so. (laughs) but you know you have to question the wisdom of like okay you're in a situation and you say something and you well you you someone says something to you and they say it in kind of a sassy way and you respond back in like manner and they get so offended that they um, essentially demand that you apologize to them. That seems unreasonable. Well, it, but what part is unreasonable? The fact that they're demanding you apologize when you just responded the way that they started the conversation. Well, yeah, and I think even going down a punitive road in a situation like that is just dead wrong. Because, because why, how to put it, either you don't go down that pathway at all, or you realize situations go two ways, but you have to be a hundred percent honest about it. If you said something that was sassy and someone responded in a sassy way, well, you invited that when you chose to be sassy and it's not okay for you to say later. Oh, it's not okay to be sassy in the workplace. <laughs> what if they don't think they were sassy? So then anybody could use it as an excuse. Exactly. And that's stupid. Yes. And that's why none of that should even matter. Correct. Even, like I said, it should just be, well, I behaved the way I did, and that caused the person to behave the way they did. Whether it was to the same degree is irrelevant. We caused each other's behavior. Period. The end. 
mean, when you look right. at it, when you look at it that way, then you're a much more reasonable and um, you're just a much more reasonable individual when you look at it that way because you're how what am I trying to say here? You're allowing for positive outcome instead of just anticipating the negative outcome, right. which makes you more reasonable. There you go. That's where I was trying to go with that. But what do you think about it? Like, like if someone said that to you, what would what would you do? How would you handle that? Uh, well, I'm not opposed, in general, to saving a situation by making some bullshit half-assed apology that I don't mean. Okay. I think it's annoying. And I think the situation you described is complete bullshit. But, well, it's not even really a but. I agree that the situation is bullshit. But on the same note, I don't generally, like, to save the situation so that it stopped being so freaking aggravating... I would apologize just so that everybody shut up and stopped harassing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't like the annoyance of the other people being catty and annoying more than I dislike fake apologizing. So. It's a lesser of two evil situation I in my think, mind. But see, I think some people would try to say that you lowered your standards, but I don't believe that. I think that we have our, we have our standards that we hold at different levels for different things. And then we have our priorities within those standards. And we rank our priorities from the, you know, biggest to the least, highest priority to lowest priority. So when we have our priorities in place, then we can make the right selection or the right decision. Right. Then you don't come off like a, a fakester, because that's what I think a lot of people can tell when your apology isn't sincere. Eh. I think I can tell when a lot of people's apologies aren't sincere, but I think the sincereness of the fake apology entirely depends on the person giving it. Well, of course, but like, but then what do you do about the situation where you give the fake apology and then you decide you're just biting your tongue from now on. You're, you're only answering questions that are asked. You are not offering any information. You're just, you're just going to do your thing. Sounds like I had a slightly then, happier existence. And then said person who you apologize to st- basically lords it over you that they won. You know, they, they won. You had to apologize, and now you're having to bite your tongue. So I won. You find a courteous but, way to end the relationship but, with no drama. But that's, that's, what how, I was you, that's say. how you solve that. But, but I was also going to say, well, yes, that's correct. But I was also going to say that they didn't win because they had to make up a bunch of stories in order to get to where they are and put me in the position that I was in. I also want to point out that usually when that kind of situation comes up, all of the other people can see what's going on and they're silently rolling their eyes when you can't see. Yeah, but unfortunately in this situation, I was part of the oddity of it. Was that's not how it was perceived by the people who should have been 
on my side. Well, shit happens. But you're in the existence where you're in the you're in the frame of mind where you want no drama. So you gotta do what you gotta do to limit the drama and make it smaller. You know? Well, yeah, it's 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 actually a good case study, I think. Because that's what I should have done in the first place was just go for minimum drama. You know, set the level to drama level to minimum. Right. And, you know, whatever came out of that result was was what would happen. It would have been better than having drama. I don't that like might, drama. might just be something you need to remember in the future, that it's not worth the drama that it causes. You know? Well, yeah, I don't like the drama. Right. And yet, I got into the drama. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It happens. Everybody goes there once in a while. But now i got to put it in the archives and hold it for a while because I can't really... I would love to use it as a teaching tool, but I also don't want to upset anybody. It is what it is. Um, it's kind of like with my one client, and he has that person that he works with that likes to text me rude things at night. Yeah. You know, the yeah. one lady. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just ignore her until like, well, cause she'll, she'll text me at like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. I'm not expected to answer texts during that time, so yeah. I will ignore it until I come back on the next morning, because by then she will have calmed down, and it's exponentially less drama for me. Sure. But sometimes... Minimum drama. She, sometimes she pushes just the buttons that she shouldn't push, and I get into it with her at night, and then I just get like 900% more frustrated than I need to be. She gets more frustrated than she needs to be. Yeah, so I've kind of learned my lesson that I need to ignore her until business hours. Because she never brings up issues during business hours. Well, and that's, you know, that's a survival instinct you've got there. Right. And that's what I need in my situation because, I mean, it's, it's, it's like I tell my friend, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't try to tell the client which direction they should go. You give them the options, you lay the options out there, and then you let the client choose how they're going to run their business. And you can say all day long, well, we both know this way's better. They should do it this way. If they would do it this way, this would happen and this would happen. And if they would do it this way, this would happen and this would happen. Who cares? Nobody cares. You know why no one cares? Because the client didn't choose that path. If they cared, they would have chosen that path. And all you do, you know, you can present it. That's, in, that's incumbent upon you to present it, or you're not doing your job as a consultant. But once you present it, you have to take whatever they decide and go with it. Right. You have to. If you don't do that, it's a recipe for disaster. You can't keep pushing your idea on them. You, you put it out there, you let them make this. It's like my. When I went through therapy, they taught me to, like, take your thing that you want. You know, when you're having a a discussion about something you maybe want fixed or changed or whatever, and you put it out there. Then, it's kind of like that saying, don't ask a question you don't want to hear the answer to. I said, you know, you put it out there. Now you have to let the other person respond the way they'd like to. And, oh, by the way... 
ignoring it entirely is a perfectly valid response. And that's what you're talking about. And it is a perfectly valid response. It's like, they're going to say, you didn't read my text message. Well, yeah, I did. This is what you said. Well, you didn't respond. Well, what did you want me to say? There's nothing to say to that. Right. So now that the horse is dead, the horse is dead. Yeah. I have to tell my funny story. Okay. Okay. So do you remember a couple weeks back, I told you about the thing my mom posted about the steamy lid on the glass top stove. Yes. And it cracked the entire glass top stove. Yes. And I thought it was so traumatizing. Okay. Well, first off, I've never seen a glass top stove break. And I honestly, I wasn't too sure that that hot lid thing was true. (laughs) And I also didn't really understand how somebody could break a glass top stove. Because like my parents have one. I full on dropped a cast iron frying pan on it. It didn't crack, break, chip, nothing. Okay. Okay. Well, I learned my lesson today when I received a picture from one of our houses of the shattered glass top stove. Two of the burners were just holes and it was cracked down the middle. How did they do that? I don't know. That's just insanity, man. All I know is that a church booked their reservation for them. A church! I did not expect that from a church. Well, now you're being judgmental. Church people are no different than anybody else. Well, apparently. They've proven this to me now. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I they just, also... Sorry, sorry. You I was don't going know, to say, I just think that... You you can't ever let your guard down, and you and you know you've kind of given away your the fact that you did let your guard down by saying, and this was from a church. I didn't expect this from a church. Well, you know what? Expect it from everybody. Because I have no people, guard left. Let's people be real. Just suck. That's what it really comes down to. People suck. They do things. If it's not theirs, they feel like they can treat it however they want. I don't know what it is about this house, but if for our For anybody who's listened to us for a while, this is the same house that those crazy teenagers destroyed at the beginning of the pandemic that we talked about. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That put their cigarettes out in the pictures on the wall. Yeah. the same house. These people, they apparently, they they decided they didn't like the decor of the house, so they took all the pictures down and rolled up all the rugs and put them in a closet. So when our cleaners got there, he was like, well, they stole all the stuff. And I was like, well, I just don't even know what to do now. And then he sends me the list today and he's like, well, there's only a duvet cover missing. And I was like, what will that happen of all this stuff? He's like, they put it in a closet. That's what? funny. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, that part was amusing. But but people in general just don't have respect for your things. That's that's a thing I've really noticed with it, it's amplified by that business that you're talking about. You, it's really amplified because you, you see the worst people that society has to offer. Can you imagine you book a $200 a night Airbnb and at the end of your two weeks day, you owe them two grand for a stove? Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. But you know, those people that do that kind of stuff, they know you don't really truly have a way to get that money from them without suing them and they know you're not going to sue them well that's what we have airbnb's insurance for well yeah and that's exactly what you need it for that is a case where insurance is the 
um, place to go. And it's a place where insurance should make the decision whether to go after the person and sue them or not. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's their assessment to make, but it's their job that you've been paying them premiums. It's their job to make you whole again. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's great that you have that opportunity. You know, like the, the option was there for that because people, it's just so risky to put it out there. People do this stuff. I mean, even we were talking, remember we were talking about how if we ever decided to leave from Vegas and go somewhere else down the future that we would want to rent out the house. Such a scary thought. Why? Well, because even the management company that you would hire, it's not their property, so they don't truly care as much. It depends on the management company. And then, and then nobody's ever going to care as much as the actual owner. That's just a fact. Nobody is. So it's just kind of scary. You know, you don't want to lose the investment, you know, that you make. Well, now that Mike's all freaked out. I'm not freaked out. I'm just. All freaked out. I'm just. I don't know. I like to think ahead. I like to think to the future. And when you, when you go to the future, you have to plan for almost any eventuality, right? I mean, literally almost any eventuality. So, no, it doesn't make me scared. Alrighty then. I don't. I like didn't that. say scared. I said freaked out. I don't. Helps like if you that. listen to the words coming out freaked of my mouth. Freaked out, scared. It means the same thing to me. Just saying. Might mean different things to you, but it means the same thing to me. Well, on that mildly mumbled note, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye bye, Briasaurus. Thank you for listening to the nightly rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. 